Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Explain It Slowly. Explain It Slowly. So uh, I realized that uh, for any newcomers coming on to our podcast and listening, like since I never really do an introduction as to what this podcast is, so who are you? Exactly. So I feel like in this podcast, maybe I should uh, re-explain what this podcast is about. Podcast. 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 Now, now it sounds weird. Anyway, it's pretty much a podcast where I ask Dimitri a question. Where it doesn't it could be any about anything because i'm always very curious about certain things and he always has an answer for them so somehow somehow. (laughs) so he knows a lot so which is why we decide sometimes (laughs) which is why we decided to do this podcast because i'm constantly bombarding him with questions so we figured it'd be a great chance for others to learn as well so which is why it's called explain it slowly i'm dimitri and I'm Lynn. I know we never introduce ourselves either, assuming that anyone who listens just kind of know. But I feel like I should. We should probably do sort of like a mini intro better next time. Maybe once a month would be good. Sure, <laughs> sounds good. Okay, so um, if you are in the uh, development world, you know you would know this is uh, WDC week. Our WWDC week, which is worldwide. <laughs> Worldwide Developer Conference. Specifically, if you're an Apple developer. If you're not an Apple developer, this is a worldwide event that does not include you in any specific <laughs> way. So, good job, Apple, naming it something all-inclusive that includes a very narrow portion of the developer population. But I, but I feel like even if you're not, uh, if you don't do this for a living, you can still watch, you know. The... Yeah, you can still watch it, but, like, it doesn't. It doesn't involve you, I wouldn't think. Well, it involves you in terms of like at least the keynote is, which is on Oh, yeah, new Apple products. New Apple products. Or like they'll announce like, oh, really cool features that are going to be coming out with the OS, you know, updates and stuff. So that does apply to everybody for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. So. So it's that time of year. So it's that time of the year and we figure we do something dub dub related. Yay. So, um... So the question for you is, um, so you've been to dub, many dub dubs now, mm-hmm. and uh, like, what sort of things like that you've witnessed that like have changed over the years, and like, are there any of them that you don't like? Are there any new changes that you really welcome? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say there's anything I I super don't like about how dubdub has changed over years it's always been new and interesting which is always fun the first time i've gone was in 2010 when i was finally old enough to attend so it has always had like you need to be over 18 to Mm kind of go Mm -hmm. um and that changed i think when they accidentally let a student uh in so it's typically college students um up until that point for the student scholarship um, and they accidentally let a 13-year-old win uh, the student scholarship in 2011. So in 2012, they lowered the age to 13. Um, and then I think sometime later, they lowered it like without a lower limit. Um, yeah, so I that think... way, anyone who is making apps, uh, they can use as a marketing ploy to say, look, anyone can make apps. Yeah. Um, I think so. the oldest, <laughs> I think the youngest was like a nine-year-old that was doing, learning uh, iOS development on his own with his parents' help, of course. 
and he got the scholarship. I think that was the youngest age was nine years old. Mm -hmm. And I think the oldest was like this grandma from, I forgot. From Japan. From Japan. Like, that was awesome. Like, learning at such a later on stage in your life. You mm -hmm. know? So definitely, definitely inspiring. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm just grumpy because <laughs> if I was eight years old and I was able to go to WWDC, I would have wanted to go. Uh, but I was not allowed. Because despite, you weren't old enough. Despite using Apple stuff even at eight years old. <clears throat> uh, anyways, uh, so the first time I got to go was in 2010. Um, and at that point in time, anyone could go if you had the financial means to do so. So, uh, to go to WWDC was, it's like a, a work conference. It's not really fun. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's not joyful for the vast majority of people. It's uh, dry and boring programming stuff. Um, and I would equate it to, uh, something you would get if you are doing, like, say you're in academia and you're doing research and someone has um, a talk that they're going to do that's on a very nitty gritty piece of uh, the world of knowledge around you. Um, and who the people that would be interested in that is like very limited. Yeah. Um, so it, if you're interested in it, it's the most fascinating thing in the world. If you're not, it's the most dry thing in the world. Mm -hmm. um, and it's like very, very good sleep help, sleep uh, inducing uh, if, if you're not super into the topic. So, uh, that said, uh, I was like super wanting to, to go check out Apple stuff because I was doing development from a very young age. Um, and it was something that really interested me. Uh, so the first time I went, I felt like, oh, cool. This is like the level that is way past whatever the university is trying to teach. Um, because I didn't, I didn't really take computer science in school because I, personally felt that I had passed that step already. Um, and that may be true for some aspects of it. It may not be true for others. Like, I don't know a super ton about writing compilers from scratch, which is something they teach you in computer science. But uh, I got to see how modern compilers are built from scratch at WWDC, which is way more fascinating than ones from the 1970s, mm -hmm. uh, which is what I would have been taught. Uh, so... From that aspect, it's a super cool conference to go to if you're interested in that kind of stuff. Um, and the first years, if you had the means to go, which is being able to transfer your, um, move yourself to San Francisco for a week um, and being able to pay a $1,600 ticket, conference ticket, then it was something that you could do. That quickly became a thing of the past as I think uh 2011 it sold out within like hours instead of weeks which it used to be um like you used to be able to go to the conference center and buy a ticket uh not anymore um and then in 2012 it like became even less time and i think it was in 2013 it like sold out in seconds uh and that was the first time that like we really needed to pay attention uh if we wanted to get a ticket because the next year afterwards they did the lottery mm -hmm. um and although the lottery is more equal um, I didn't like it because that meant I wasn't guaranteed a ticket despite really yeah. wanting to go and being able to. Um, so uh, honestly, it's probably a good thing that they had the lottery because it allowed a much um, more diverse group of people to start going to mm -hmm. WWDC. You can see the population quickly changed from a steaming pile of white men to a more diverse group of uh, men and women. 
Um, the joke used to be like, oh, if you need to use the bathroom, go to the women's bathroom because there's no one yeah. there. Yeah. Um, and that was kind of true up when until I, when I was there. like 2019, which was the last in-person WWDC. Um, but the the crowd definitely did get more diverse. Mm-hmm. Let me explain this in a way that probably makes would make sense to a ton of people. If you have a crowd of a bunch of nerds and you bring a very popular musical artist, like so wildly popular that anyone would lose their mind at being able to go to a concert, you put them in front of a group of people that has no clue who they are. Um, and they would then perform music. Most Good people, music. I feel like most people would know. You and exception. Two dozen knew uh. <laughs> because they were the ones in front having the time of their life with like a meter between the singers and them. Yeah. Some of them even went on stage and sang with them. Like it was that, that relax, uh, about, about that whole situation. And I'm talking about like known people. I don't know who they are, so I, I can't even list them. It's yeah. not my not my thing. Uh and it wasn't anyone's thing for a very long time. Uh I would say it wasn't until like WWDC uh 16, 17, 18 when the amount of people who knew who these musical guests were grew tremendously to the point where it was no longer possible just to walk up to them uh as they were performing. Um and it became like a significant crowd of of people. Well, I think it probably has to do with what you mentioned like the the uh, the the crowd that actually do end up going to dub dub became more diverse. Mm-hmm. So and at a different age group as well. Mm-hmm. No longer like, you know, old people that are not sorry, not old, but like people who are doing White this men. for <laughs> but people who are doing this as their day job versus like more and more younger kids are starting to learn development. So the 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 age group expanded as well. So that's maybe that's why more and more people are knowing of these uh performers you Mm -hmm. know yeah Yeah. so uh that that has something that has definitely changed um and i think that's definitely for the better um like that was kind of wasted on people that i would say are more like me uh and that we didn't particularly like it was nice but it was kind of wasted yeah uh, to be honest um i'm sure it was more for the apple employees who maybe enjoyed it a little bit more um who knows um that said, uh, that so for those that don't know, I should probably preface. Uh, WWDC has a ba- something called a bash every every time, and it's a week long. The whole event um, conference is a week long, but on Thursday they would have a bash where they would invite a musical guest, um, and it was also an opportunity for uh, the attendees to interact with people that work at Apple. Um, and to form friendships or connections, yada, yada, yada. But it's also at the end, uh, it's heading towards the end of the conference week, yeah, which is why you have it's this as sort things of like are celebration. starting to die down. A lot of people leave on Friday kind yeah. of thing. Um, so it, that's, that was the whole context of why there's a musical guest. Um, but that was my way of explaining how much more diverse it became. Um, at the same time, though, it became uh, much more... Uh, crazy in the fact that the people who, that were coming were a lot more uh, willing to just like crowd a lot of people to take pictures. Uh, like Craig Federici, for instance, he's known for his luscious white hair. A lot of people are uh, quiet and reserved and not willing to just go and ask someone for a picture. 
Uh, and a lot, a much very different group of people are more than happy to bombard the poor guy uh, anywhere he shows up to take a picture. Um, well, he's the guy. Yeah, he's the guy. But uh, it became a lot harder to interact and talk with Apple executives yeah. uh, at the bash because of that. Um, like, it used to be easy. You can just strike up a conversation. Like, I spoke with uh, Scott Forstall, which, who used to work at Apple and ran the software um, on iOS for up until, like, iOS 4 or 5 or something like that. iOS 6? Um, yeah, iOS 6, actually. Um, and I, I had a at-length conversation with him about stuff I was working on, uh, interesting trends in technology and stuff like that. And, like, that kind of, those kinds of interactions became fewer and fewer. Um, I would say, go ahead. Do you have something? Well, I think it became fewer, like we mentioned, like, because it's getting, dub dub is getting more and more popular every mm-hmm. year. But it's the same amount of people, like, for the most part. The number of tickets didn't change drastically. Like, at one point it went from 5,000 to 6,000, but that's about but it. I think they also added a little bit more of scholarship students, though. They added a little bit more students. And I'm sure the ones that are, like, you know, fangirling or fanboying over, like, What's his name? Craig <clears throat> is students mostly, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a funny story about the students. That was actually a problem one year. I think it was the first year that uh, anyone over thirteen could go. Um, they like a group of kids that did stay up and probably have way too much caffeine uh, <laughs> the night before. Uh, did get a little bit violent in line. Oh, oh really? Yeah, uh, one time, uh, and that was unfortunate. But their um, kids aren't they supposed to have guardians there? Yeah, they didn't. Oh, they yeah. should have. So, uh, it it was, uh, I think, something that got rectified quickly uh, the following year. But uh, there was a lot of trampling and pushing and stuff to get to the the best seats. Which, ironically enough, so I don't know if Dub Dub will ever be in person again. Uh, if you are first in line and you go with the flow, you are not going to get the best seats. What you need to do is go away from the big crowd of people, which gets stopped, like two big blocks of chairs away from the stage, uh, and you go around, uh, and you are gently uh, brought to front row seats. Um, that, like, even if you are midway or at the back of the line, you can get access to. Um, so just be patient. Talk to people. Be nice. They let you in. Um but I don't know if that's ever going to be a thing anymore. Fun stuff. Um, so yeah, that's one thing that changed. Another thing that changed, and I don't remember exactly when this changed, is there's n- there used to be a thing called Stump the Experts, which was Apple being ridiculous in the best way possible, where they would bring up a panel of, I would say, a dozen or two like current and past Apple employees that have worked there for a really long time. I'm talking about 30, 40 years. Um, and... Uh, they are the experts. Um, now, the audience, their job is to stump the experts by asking a question that the experts don't know or can't look up. Now, the only problem is the experts have access to all of Apple's internal source code, so they can look up absolutely anything. But you also have access to the entire internet, not Apple stuff, obviously. So if they ask a question and you manage to ask it, uh, answer it, and then you win. Um, and if you ask them a question and they don't know the answer and you do have an answer, uh, then you win. And that was a really fun event because it was kooky and it was wonky, uh, and it was a lot of fun. As a part of that event, um, it used to be that whatever music was playing, they would then ask, okay, so what were the 
five songs that we just played while everyone was kind of lining it to, lining into the auditorium. Uh, and that was a thing up until Shazam got invented because uh. then the developer of Shazam held up their phone and said, uh, song number one, song number two. And they answered one after another and they're like, well, this, this game has been ruined forever. They, Thanks, Shazam. They probably ruined the Stump the Expert too then. No, they didn't. Um, but that was like one segment of Stump the Experts. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was no longer a thing after Shazam uh, pulled that one. One question that I asked, because I, I very much enjoyed staying up overnight in line, meeting people and conversing on stuff and getting a little work done. Um, and one, per- one question I asked was, uh, what was the face of the security guard uh, that the security guard made as we looked at them uh, while we were waiting in line overnight? Um, and of course they didn't know the answer to that one because they weren't in line. Uh, so that was a, that was an easy win on my Did part. Did you have an answer to that? Yeah. Uh, I got, coffee? I got, I got to, to, uh, demonstrate the face, uh, in person. Um, so fun, fun times. Uh, but, uh, after a certain point, some of the experts was no more, uh, which was a shame. Uh, I think that was a really charming part of, uh, WWDC. Um, and it was sad to go, but like all things change. Um, and I'm sure at one point Apple probably saw it as a liability because it was a little too wonky, uh, for most, uh, use cases. Uh, but it was, it was good fun. Um, what else changed over the years? I mean, obviously ever since last year, it's been all remote. Um, and as a result of that, uh, everything is just kind of, all the videos are kind of just dumped on uh tuesday wednesday thursday friday um at like whichever day they were scheduled to go out but also all the videos are no longer a full like 50 minutes some are shorter um they they're just as long as they need to be they don't need to pad time anymore Mm -hmm. um so i think that whole thing is a lot better the presentation is a lot more um rehearsed and uh better times because it can be edited and like uh and better produced honestly um so i think the videos and in all i think it's better that it's no longer in person it's a shame that it's no longer in person because there are a ton of people that uh i enjoyed getting to see once a year um and that includes a lot of people a lot of my friends that now work at apple um like i no longer have a reason to go up to san francisco uh which is crazy expensive uh even if you're just traveling um so that part is a shame I think I don't think it would resume to in person again. I think it's going to stay the way it is because one of the downsides of it being in person is only six thousand people got to go, and there are a ton more Apple developers out there. Um, so the fact that it is more equal now, I think, is better. Like everyone gets the same um, the same circum like opportunity, um, and it's no longer limited to a certain subset. Um, the labs are still a thing. They're just done over, uh, uh, video conferencing instead. Um, and they're actually better because the people do, running the labs, they have time to prepare for your question because you ask, you ask your question in ahead of time. So they, they have the time to find just the right person to answer it, um, and walk you through the process of, uh, figuring something out. So I think that, uh, in all is better. This year they have a new, a Slack group called Digital Lounges where you can go and interact with people um, and that is all open uh, as well. Uh, so I think all in all, we have a better system nowadays. 
it's a little bit of a shame, but I think smaller conferences now have the opportunity to pick up where in-person WWDC was. And I think that's a much better opportunity because a smaller conference means it's more manageable to meet new people and not just be overwhelmed by a sea of uh, developers. Well, from my experience, like I got to go in 2019 through a scholarship. And from from my experience, it was exciting because Mm -hmm. I've always heard about it from you. But it was exciting to be there in person, like... Like, I remember on our first night there, there was, like, this dinner get-together thing with a bunch of, like, uh, other developers that we didn't know. And Paul Hudson, if you are in the industry, he's very well-known for his, like, tutorials and stuff. And I sort of fangirled a little bit because he was standing right behind me, but I was so nervous to say Mm -hmm. anything to him. But I kept standing there, like, looking over my shoulder, like, oh, my God, he's right behind me. He's right behind me. Mm -hmm. Because we were all there at that dinner together. So it was really nice, like, getting to meet people or at least from a distant admirer people (laughs) that you have been... Be all creepy just the way (laughs) nerds are creepy. It's it's all... All there is to it. Right. And <laughs> we don't know actual famous people, but f- people that are not famous, we make famous. <laughs> <laughs> but it was really nice, you know, making friends there and like just being part of that crowd, which has like this crazy atmosphere or mm-hmm. like enthusiasm. Tons of energy. Yeah, tons of energy mm-hmm. coming from like all the employees, just all the people who are attending. I think that was... The clapping. <laughs> I think, yeah. I think that was the thing that people actually look forward to when it comes to WWDC. Because, yeah, the videos, the session is important, but they are recorded. Mm-hmm. You know? But I think what they could do from now on in the future is if they do bring it back, is that maybe they can plan, still do the pre-recording like they are now. That way, all the recordings are with good quality. Mm-hmm. But then when it comes to, like, those sessions, maybe just have the the video being shown there. Like, you're just watching it from, like, a, a you know, what's a it called? Screen. A projector screen. And then save the extra time for, like, mingling and, like, actually meeting. Yeah, in-person lounges. In, yeah. and And I think a lot of the biggest energy from WWDC came from people around you just hacking and tinkering with all Mm -hmm. the new stuff and putting something together like really quickly yeah uh, because everyone came with their laptop like the conference center was littered with uh power extension cords yeah um so that way you can go ahead and actually get work done um so a ton of people were just like tinkering and putting stuff together right in front of you so it was very encouraging uh to just pick up something and start a new project uh Mm -hmm. and tinker and play around with stuff um so i think like you said, that is probably a great way of rebooting the in-person part of WWDC is to have it be a lot more like that and a lot less about the sessions. Yeah. Like, p- keep the sessions the way they are and just put them directly online. Maybe have a few places where they're just on autoplay. Yeah, and um, you can just... And if you're interested in the SwiftUI track, yeah. you can just watch SwiftUI sessions all day in front of that screen if you wanted to. Yeah. Um, but you can get much more value by being a part of not a SwiftUI lab, which is where you would ask questions about SwiftUI uh, and why it's broken for your mm-hmm. use case. Um, but maybe there are some SwiftUI challenges that uh, encourage you to live, uh, live work through a tutorial with someone and it's a more manageable group. Um, maybe that's something that can be done in the future. And I think yeah, that would be really idea. cool. Have like mini sessions where like hands on. Yeah, mini workshops Mm -hmm. where you're 
with the develop with the employees you know mm-hmm. i think that'd be a good idea Yeah, because then if there's something that you wanted to try that doesn't work you can just raise your hand and say like what if we want to do it this way and mm-hmm. they can they can help out um so i think that could be um that could be really really interesting um one thing that you reminded me of uh that i think changed when wwdc moved back to san jose um was and it moved back to san jose because uh it one is a lot easier for apple to host a conference in san jose being that they are in cupertino uh san francisco is like an hour and a half drive up uh every day so it's it's quite a quite a transit for a lot of people uh that are not living in san francisco to make it up there for the conference every day of the week i would think apple would just book hotels for all of their employees they do a lot but a lot of their employees are still working throughout the week like they Uh, they get them out for one day to do the lab but then they're still working the rest of the week. Oh wow! So yeah, it's it's a crazy busy time for Apple. Um, but uh, one thing that did change when it moved from San Francisco to San Jose uh, was regarding food. So uh, at Moscone Center, uh, they were known for their comically bad box lunches that Apple clearly had no control over because Apple likes to like overly control everything. Um, and the box lunches were comically bad. So basically, uh, for those that don't know, when you rent out a space, sometimes that space mandates you via contract to yeah. use uh, their dining options. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the dining options at the Moscone Center were trash. Um, yeah. So uh, We ate out. We ate out. All well, <laughs> you never came to the Moscone Center. so The San Francisco one, isn't that the... San Jose one San is Jose. the one you want. Yeah. Moscone Center is in San Francisco. Oh, is it? So the nice sorry. thing about San they Francisco... They all started with the NAM, sorry. Yeah. The the nice thing about uh, San Francisco is right across the street, there's a ton of restaurants. Mm-hmm. So, like, you don't eat lunch at the Moscone Center. You go out, um, meet up with people, and you discuss, like, what just got announced, what sessions you're going to, yada, yada, yada. Um, and that's where you would go and discuss that, and you'd be able to eat delicious food because it's San Francisco. There's a ton of people. In San Jose, it's kind of like a ghost town. There's yeah. no such restaurants uh, in walking distance. Uh, and thankfully, the food at the McHenry Center uh, was a bit better. Um, it's not great, but it was better than Moscone Center by I, a lot. It was okay. I mean, but it depends on how early you get to the line, too. By the time you get there, most of the options are gone. You're you're left yeah. with salad. Yeah, the, the, like the, the worst option is the one that's yeah. left over. Um, so, yeah, there... I would say that that was a big downgrade when it went to San Jose, unfortunately. And that's just because San Jose is a ghost town. I don't know why. Uh, It could not keep up with the rising uh, rents and crazy inflation of, like, who's allowed to live there based on salary. I would say San San Francisco is the same thing, too, right? Yeah, it's even worse. A lot of places are closed down, even way before COVID, and had nothing to do with COVID. Mm -hmm. It's just the living situation is just not good yeah so like i would say that's a good snapshot of like how wwdc has changed over the years like which parts we liked which parts like less um but all in all i think it's in a good place Mm -hmm. i look forward to the rest of this week so we're recording this on tuesday um to be released in two days uh so we have quite a bit of sessions to go through and stuff to learn and new technologies to embrace um and i look forward to finishing it and attacking it again next year yeah leave it out well i think that's it for this week and since we have a lot of dubbed up things to catch up on 
as as usual, uh, since we introduced ourselves for the first time this afternoon. In a long time. Uh, you can be sure to follow us on Twitter at L-I-N-H-A-N-D-D-I-M-I-C-H-A-N. So Lin and Dimichan on Twitter. Uh, that's where you can find when we post new episodes, if it's not already obvious that we post every Monday and Thursday. Um, <laughs> but you can also ask us questions on there, like... Like? What kind of question? What kind of things can people post at us? Anything, anything you're curious about. I mean, shoot it my way. Yeah, can, yeah. You Confuse can... Lynn enough, and she'll ask me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can send me questions at Lynn Bunyol, L I N H B O U N I O L. That's my personal Twitter. That way, Dimitri won't see the question because the whole point of this podcast is that he doesn't know what the question is. Yeah, it's it's fun to surprise <laughs> stuff on someone. That doesn't know what's coming. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I do my best to answer, and uh, I do. I, I'm doing okay, I'd say. Yeah, so far I've mm-hmm. learned a lot. So mm-hmm. far, yeah. we only made one mistake, and that mistake, and that was for an episode that isn't even released yet. It's the one with the airplane. So if you if you listen to an airplane, uh, an episode about airplanes and uh, them releasing uh, smoke in the air to write letters, that, it's that's... it's not it's not water. It's oil. What are you doing? That episode isn't in for like in three months. I know. Weeks. I'm, I'm erratating. Errata? Errata? Is that the word? Errata. It sounds like erotic, which no. never never blends well in my head. E-R-R-A-T-A. Yeah. I think that's so, how you say it. So I'm pre-correcting my mistake. So now you know what to expect. <laughs> okay. Bye. <laughs> Bye.